Welcome to the podcast of Woburn Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. Well, tis the season for colds. <laughs> um, Dorothy was telling me that uh, Thur- Thurman, you know, he's got a cold coming on. Uh, I think others have got them. My, my two girls are home because they've got a sore throat and not feeling well. And, uh, you know, I, I was sick last week and uh, I, I got over whatever I had, but it kind of left me with this residual cough that's kind of turned into maybe a little bit of a head cold. So uh, I'm having a little bit of difficulty communicating today, but uh, we will um, press, press through anyway. I didn't just say that, though, to, um, uh, to talk about the weather and to talk about um, uh, colds necessarily. But the fact is, uh, that is an evidence of this broken world that we live in. You know, God did not design this world that we live in to have things like colds and flu viruses and things like that. Uh, that is a result of the fall. That is a result of, of sin. And we have all kinds of things. We have uh, disease, we have death, we have um, brokenness of all sorts because of the fall. And yet Jesus came to set all things right. And we live here in an age between whenever He came the first time. He came to be born in a manger, to to be born and live a, a sinless human life and to die for our sins. And we live between that time and the time when He comes again. Whenever He comes and He does completely set all things right. And there will no longer be any crying or mourning or pain or disease or sickness or death. The text we're going to look at today, it's one of those texts where the Old Testament believers are looking forward to the coming of the Messiah which we celebrate here at this time of the year. We celebrate His coming, His birth. It was one who was a son of David. We read that in Matthew chapter 1. The reason Joseph was chosen was he was a son of David. He was in that Davidic line. And here we see in Isaiah chapter 11, there is a promise of someone who would be a, a shoot from the stump of Jesse. And Jesse was David's father. He was some who would be the root of Jesse. Someone who would be a signal for the peoples. (coughs) We know this points forward to Jesus. But when we look at this passage, we see some things that fit with His coming the first time and some things that yet have not yet been realized. We, we, we see a time that's coming whenever he comes again where the lion shall, well, the wolf shall lay down with the lamb. A time whenever a child will play over the hole of a cobra and not fear at all. A time when everything is set right. No longer any colds, no longer any disease, no longer any pain, sickness, or death, and perfect harmony between all the animals and human beings. Let's read. From Isaiah chapter 11. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit, 
and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what he see, his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall, and he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist and faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fatted calf together, and the little child shall lead them. A cow and a bear shall graze. Their young young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, And the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse, who stands as a signal for the peoples, of him shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious." In that day, the Lord will extend his hand yet a second time to recover the remnant that remains of his people from Assyria, from Egypt, from Pathros, from Cush, from Elam, from Shinar, from Hamath, and from the coastlands of the sea. He will raise a signal for the nations. He He will assemble the banished of Israel and gather the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. The jealousy of Ephraim shall depart, and those who harass Judah shall be cut off. Ephraim shall not be jealous of Judah, and Judah shall not harass Ephraim. But they shall swoop down on the shoulder of the Philistine in the west, and together they shall plunder the people of the east. And they shall put out their hand against Edom and Moab, and the Ammonites shall obey them. And the Lord will utterly destroy the tongue of the sea of Egypt and will wave his hand over the river with, a scorching, with his scorching breath and strike it into seven channels. And he will lead a people across in sandals. And there will be a highway from Assyria for the remnant that remains of his people. And there, as there was for Israel, when they came up from the land of Egypt. Let's pray. (coughs) Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are making all things right. That while we look around in this world that, that is so broken, there are so many divisions and factions and disagreements. There's so many things that we can point to that are evidence of the fall but you are making all things right. And one day you will come and you will wipe away every tear. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, give us ears to hear today and eyes to see. Lord, give me strength 
As I preach your word, give me grace. In Jesus' name, amen. We begin, and we see this kind of twice, in verse 1 and in verse 10. We talk, it talks about a day that will come whenever a shoot will come forth from the stump of Jesse. And a, a day that the root of Jesse will stand as a signal for the people. Who is this root of Jesse? Well, um, Jesse, of course, was David's father. Uh, we, we think of David whenever he was first called as king of the people. You know, we think of that story about uh, uh, him going and, and killing Goliath and how he was the young one of all Jesse's children. And Samuel, um, uh, and he was the one who went to go defeat Goliath. And then we read of how Samuel went to go anoint a king, and he went to Jesse's children. And he went and he saw all of these, these sons, and none, they all looked like ones that would be obvious choices. But God told him, no, not that one, not that one, not that one. Until finally Samuel says, is there another? Oh yes, well there's David, but he's out in the field. We wouldn't want him. He's just a little guy. He's just a runt. We know that David was made king and he was the king who all other kings in in Israel were always uh, compared to. This son of Jesse who was promised something in 2 Samuel chapter 7. He was promised a son who would one day come and sit on a throne And he would never have any end to his kingdom. He would be a ruler of all. He would have an everlasting dominion that would never end. And that's where we find ourselves with Isaiah. Because what we see with the the dynasty of David, this, this line of Jesse, was that it didn't make it very far. You had Solomon who was king after David. And Solomon did not live a very good life. I mean, he was wise. He made the the decision to to, uh, ask for wisdom above anything else. But on the same time, he had many foreign wives. And he was drawn away from the Lord, from his full allegiance. And then his son after him, Rehoboam, wouldn't listen to wisdom. And he gave high taxes. And it split the kingdom in half. So you had Israel in the north and Judah in the south. And you have king after king after king. Some of them were good kings and some of them were bad kings. Until you come to a point where God had had enough and He destroys Israel in the north by the Assyrians that come in and He sends Babylon upon those in Judah in the south. And He brings an end to the line of David, as it seems. It seems that way. But it's like a stump that was cut off. This tree of David, this tree of Jesse, that was cut off. God was punishing His people. He cuts them off, but there's still a stump there. In in Isaiah chapter 6, it talks about the holy seed was in His stump. And here we see in verse 1, the shoot will come out from the stump of Jesse. 
A branch from the roots shall bear fruit. This stump that was cut off, maybe you've seen it out in the field somewhere where a tree's been cut down and you leave it go for a while and then you have these shoots coming off the sides growing and that's the picture we have here. It was thought that the tree was gone, but there's a shoot that comes forth. That shoot that comes forth was Jesus. While the, the, the kingdom was at an end, there was still a messianic line that kept, even as they were taken into Babylon, even as they were taken into captivity, the messianic line kept going and God was faithful to His promise that there would be a shoot from the stump of Jesse. Isaiah talks about the time whenever this shoot would come. The Spirit of the Lord would rest upon him. A spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might. A spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Something that didn't characterize the kings of Judah. David, it said that he, he was filled with the Spirit from time to time, but that was for a temporary period of time and... Here, whenever this shoot comes forth, as we see in Jesus, He had the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord rested upon Him and it stayed upon Him. He had all kinds of wisdom. He, he amazed people. When He was 12 years old, He amazed people with how wise that He was. And His delight will be in the fear of the Lord. And we see here, it also says, He shall not judge by what He sees or decide disputes by what He hears, but with righteousness and judge, but with righteousness He shall judge the poor. You know, a lot of times we are tempted to judge things based on how it looks to us. But looks can be deceiving. Jesus was not going to be one who would be deceived by the looks of things, but he would be able to see through right to the very heart and his judgments would always be righteous. Always be holy. And we read this in verse 4 that he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. We don't like to think about that when we think about Jesus, do we? When we think about his earthly ministry... That's not the kind of thing that He did, but whenever He comes again, this is more like what we read about in Revelation. He will come with a sword coming from His mouth. And the fact that it comes from His mouth, He will strike the earth with a rod of His mouth, sounds like it's coming from His Word. His mouth and His Word are closely connected. The fact that He strikes the, the earth with the rod of His mouth means that it's His Word that comes with power. He will strike the earth. He'll strike the land. And righteousness and justice will be done once and for all. And we think now, these verses that we're looking at now point to a future time. A future time whenever He comes again. Whenever there shall be peace in all the earth. Not the brokenness that we have now but a time of peace between man and man and man with even the animal kingdom. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb. 
The leopard shall lie down with a young goat. The calf and the lion and the fatted calf together and a little child will lead them. Human beings having harmony with the animals. And even these things that should shock us, like a nursing child. Who would put their nursing child by a cobra's hole? No one would. No one in the right mind. But it says here, the nursing child will play by the hole of the cobra. There won't be any fear. And the weaned child should put his hand on the adder's den. No fear, no danger. Verse 9, they shall not destroy in all my holy mountain. We look forward to a time whenever Jesus comes again and all will be set right. There will be perfect justice. While courts these days get things wrong, while they give sentences that are not right, that are not just, there will come a day whenever the one who is the king of all the earth will come and rule in righteousness and give righteous judgments. And in that day, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. If that sounds familiar, we heard it in Habakkuk. Habakkuk and Isaiah both say this same thing. The earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters covers the sea. There will come a time whenever we're no longer doing foreign missions. Right? We do it now. We spread the gospel to the ends of the earth now. But there will come a time when everyone will know. Every tribe, every tongue will know. And everyone, every knee will bow to the Lord Jesus Christ. That shoot from the stump of Jesse. That root of Jesse. And in that day, Isaiah tells us, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal for the people. He's a sign. He's a banner. He's held up as a way of salvation. And the nation shall inquire and his resting place shall be glorious. I think that is talking about the era we live in now. Now, the, the trouble with some of the prophecy is some of the things are talking about things that are still to come in our future, but some of them are coming whenever Jesus came the first time. When Jesus, this root of Jesse, was lifted up, He was a sign for all the people, and He draws all people from every tribe, every tongue to Himself. Of Him the nation shall inquire. And in that day, verse 11 the Lord will extend His hand a second time to recover the remnant of His people. What's this second time talking about? Second coming. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. In Isaiah's day, as he was talking about a second time, as, as his original audience would understood it, they're talking about the exodus. Looking back, the first time God came and saved His people was whenever He reached down with a strong arm and He delivered His people out of Egypt. And He parted the waters of the Red Sea and they walked through on dry land. And here, Isaiah is saying to Israel, to Judah, there is coming a day whenever, in that day, the Lord will extend His hand he saved his people with his hand in, in Exodus. And he's doing it again. He will extend his hand a second time to recover the remnants of his people. And this time it says from Assyria. 
from Egypt, from Pathros, from Cush, from Elam, from Shinar, from Hamath, and from the coastlands of the sea. Now, in Isaiah's day, as the people heard this, they were probably thinking of the dispersed people of Israel. They were dispersed by the Assyrians and the Babylonians all over the place. And they were probably thinking of a time whenever people from all of those countries who were Jews would be brought back to the land. But I think what we see here is Jesus calling to Himself people from every tribe and every tongue and every nation. People from all the nations. You can add the nations of Papua New Guinea. You can add the nations of South America. You can add all of these ethnic groups. He will bring His people, those who would trust in Him from every nation under the earth. And whenever it says the coastlands of the sea, it's that farthest reaches that you could even imagine. He will raise a signal for the nations, verse 12. And he will assemble the banished of Israel and gather the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. The jealousy of Ephraim shall depart, and those who harass Judah will be cut off. Ephraim shall not be jealous of Judah, and Judah shall not harass Ephraim. That's talking about those that time whenever there was there was hostility even between these two nations, Israel and Judah. In that time whenever there was this divided kingdom, there was hostility even between these people who were both children of Abraham. And here, Jesus, Isaiah writes of a time when God's people will be united as one. No longer will they be harassing one another. They'll be united as one. But it does talk here about a time whenever there will be the enemies of the Lord. They shall swoop down on the shoulders of the Philistines in the West. These enemies that we see in the Old Testament of of God's people, the Philistines, they shall swoop down. God's people will come and be victorious over all of their enemies. And they shall... Together they shall plunder the people of the east and put out their hand against Edom and Moab and the Ammonites shall obey him. All of God's enemies, the enemies of God's people will be defeated and his people will be united, no longer have hostility towards another and they will be victorious over all other enemies. And the Lord will utterly destroy the tongue of the sea of Egypt and will wave his hand over the river with a scorching breath. We see here some images of the, of the Exodus again. And strike it into seven channels and he will lead the people across in sandals. You hear that? He'll lead the people across in sandals. Just like in Exodus. He's going to come and He's going to save His people again a second time. Verse 16, And there will be a highway from Assyria, from the remnant that remains of His people, and there will, as there was for Israel when they came up from the land of Egypt. As when, Egypt, when Israel came through the Red Sea and God parted the waters and they walked through, in the same way, God will one day 
in the view of these Old Testament Jews, he would one day split the land and make a highway so that his people would be able to walk together in sandals all the way home. Now just as these Old Testament believers looked at this text and looked forward to a time whenever the Messiah would be born, when God was coming to save His people, that there would no longer be any any, uh, violence, that there would no longer be any um, opposition or hostility between His people, so we look forward to a time when He comes again to set all things Right. We look around the world and as uh, the poem uh, we sang on Thursday night, uh, I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, he looked around and he was disturbed because there is no peace on earth is what he saw. But we look forward to a time whenever He is coming and He will make peace on earth. We will have every tear wiped away, every sadness, every sickness, every disease. We will be raised to new life. We will live with Him forever. So let us come and adore Him. The root of Jesse, the one who came to save his people and is coming again to set all things right. Let us come and adore him. Thank you for listening to this message from Woburn Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us at www.wilburnbaptistchurch.org or you can also like us on Facebook.